Ever heard someone say to you, don't judge me? You ever said that to someone else or thought it? Maybe someone took something you said the wrong way or maybe they took it the absolute right way, but you still said to them, don't judge me. It's kind of a big deal today, judging, especially when it comes to Christians. Um, and I'll, I'll let the words of this book speak for itself. The book is called Unchristian, and it's written by a couple guys who are part of a big research firm called the Barna Group. This was written back in 2007. And in their national surveys, here's what they said. Two of the most common perceptions of present-day Christianity are judgmental and hypocritical. 87% of people back in 2007 said, yeah, in general, Christians, they're judgmental. And 85% of people said, yeah, Christians, Christianity, pretty hypocritical. So it seems like, as a whole, we have become known more for what we're against than what we're for. And whether those perceptions are right or wrong about you as individuals or this church in particular, we got to talk about it. Because probably what was said back in 2007, I would guess those numbers, they've only gone up today, 13 years later. So someone says, don't judge me. There's kind of two different camps here. There's people who say that you should never, ever, ever judge anyone. Because what, like, who are you that you should tell another person what they're doing is right or wrong? They might say, well, it's just me. It's just my thoughts. It's just my actions. How does it affect you? Like, I'm not hurting anyone. Just leave me alone. And hey, are you perfect? I don't think so. So who are you to judge me? And then you have other people who say, no, we have to, we as Christians, we have to judge everything. It is the most important thing in the world for us to go throughout the world and point out what is right and what is wrong because it's the truth. And we have to tell people what God's word says because God's word is the truth. And so we have to tell everybody. It's our job to go around and say, you're right, you're wrong. Now, what if both of those are the wrong way to think. What if what Jesus said in the Bible is actually neither of those two things? Let's find out what Jesus says. He talks about this in Matthew chapter 7. Verse 1, Jesus says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Now, judging means here, you can take that off. We'll, we'll do the rest of it later. Judging means deciding if someone is guilty or innocent or telling someone, hey, that specific action was right or that action was wrong. Now, Matthew 7, verse 1, Jesus says, do not judge or you too will be judged. It seems incredibly clear, right? So I should never stand up here and point out my sins, point out our sins together because that would be wrong. It, it says, do not judge or you too will be judged. Right? I, sh I should never do that. Because that would be wrong, because that's judging. That's deciding if something is wrong or if it's right. But that's not all that Jesus said. The rest of it says this. For in the same way you judge others, 
you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This is God's word. So Jesus is worried about something. He's worried about a person walking around with a plank, maybe 12 feet long, sticking out of their face. He's worried about that type of person with a, with a wooden beam coming out of their eye, walking around trying to pick little specks of sawdust out of other people's eyes. Maybe you can see the problem. And, it, and it's kind of hilarious to even picture that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine with a wooden beam coming out of their head being concerned about a speck of sawdust in someone else's eye? And think about it. If you've got a beam coming out of your face, like if you're going to pick a speck of sawdust out of someone else's eye, you have to be really close to them and you have to be looking at what you're doing so that you don't get their eye instead of the speck. But if you have a plank coming out of your face, if you're close to them and you're looking at them, the plank is going to go through their head, which is going to totally negate your, your trying to get the speck of sawdust out of their eye. Like, it's laughable, but at the same time, it's serious. Th this is what Jesus is worried about. So, what is Jesus telling us? Is he telling us, you should never, ever, ever pick a speck of sawdust out of someone else's eye. You should never judge anyone. Maybe. Remember what we read just, just a minute ago from 1 Corinthians 5? It says, What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. What does that mean? I'm going to say it twice. If you're a Christian and the other person is not a Christian, you should not judge. I'll say it once more. If they're not a Christian and you are a Christian, God's telling us you should not judge. It should not be your goal to go up to that person, if they're not a Christian and you are, and say, you're wrong or what you're doing is wrong. That's what God's saying. He's saying it, it's my job to judge those outside the church. If they're a Christian and you're not, this is really important, they're not a Christian, you are, you should not judge. But, what if they are? And actually, what's more important all the time? Especially when you're talking to someone who's not a Christian. What's more important? Is, is it important for them to know exactly what the laws of the Bible say? Remember, this is someone who doesn't care what God says because they're not a Christian. So is it going to be a good thing if you go around and say, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, because God says so when they, why would they care what God says? They're not a Christian. Or is it more important and more beneficial for you to show them God's grace, his undeserved love, which is the only way to get rid of all the guilt that they feel because whether they acknowledge it to you, they've got guilt. Everybody does. Whether they call it sin or not, I don't know. 
but they've got guilt. And it's way more beneficial for us to go around and address the guilt that everyone has, whether they tell us about it or not, and say, you know, there's a solution for the guilt. There's one way to get true and everlasting peace. And it's from the God that I know because he loves me and he loves you even though we don't deserve it. Now, what if the person is a Christian? Then should you judge? Maybe. Maybe. The question is, do you have a plank in your eye or not? Another way to say it, is there a, this is a tough question, is there a sin that you're not dealing with? Like David, remember he committed adultery, committed murder, he, didn't, he refused to acknowledge it for a year and then the prophet Nathan had to come and say, you did this. And then he looked back later and he said, while I was silent, while I was not acknowledging it, my bones were wasting away, I was groaning, I was in misery. So is there a sin, big or small, that you refuse to acknowledge that you're not struggling with? Do you, <laughs> do you fall into a, a gossiping about people and you kind of love it? You kind of live for it to get all the juicy secrets and talk about others? Or, or do you not just disagree with talking heads on TV, but you regularly actually dishonor and disrespect people in our government, whether they're on the right or left, and you're not fighting against it? Do you, do you love people freely or, or do you make demands of them? Are you kind of excited for later today to let loose a little bit and, and have too much to drink while you watch the Super Bowl? You're excited about it and you're, really, you're gonna look forward to the next time there's a big event and you can do this again as well? Jesus said, you hypocrite, how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye? Two things there. Brother, in the Bible, is almost every time code for fellow Christian person. But Jesus is saying, hypocrite, how could you, how could you do that? Even if they're a Christian, if you're a hypocrite, and we have to define hypocrite too, because hypocrite does not mean that you struggle with sin, or that you sin a lot, or that you have done horrible, horrible things. Hypocrite means you've sinned, but you pretend you don't. You pretend you're a way better person than you are. Jesus says, if, if you're a hypocrite, if there's a sin you're not fighting against, and it's really tough to identify these, if that's you, then he says, don't judge anyone else, not even a Christian, because you've got a plank coming out of your eye. And if you try to point out someone else's speck, you're going to do more harm than good because you're going to hit them with this beam that's coming out of you. So hypocrites, don't judge anybody. But what if you're not a hypocrite? What if you're struggling against your sin? What if you're sorry for it? What then? And what if the other person is a Christian? Well, then Jesus says, he doesn't just say you can judge. He says, actually, you must. He says, you must judge. This is your duty. He says, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. 
Now, a speck might seem like a really small thing, but it can be dangerous. And exhibit A is when you're driving down the road and some little speck of something gets in your eye and then all of a sudden your eye starts watering and then you can't see and you swerve and who knows, all from that one, that one little speck. So the question is, how do you go about getting a speck of sawdust out of someone else's eye? Two ways you don't do it. You don't slap them upside the head as hard as you can, hoping that you'll just knock it out of their eye. That doesn't work. Nor do you continually beat them over the head with a stick, hoping that that will get the speck out of their eye. You don't use force. Here's how you do it. You go up to them and you say, hey, friend, my brother or my sister, it, it appears to me like there's something in your eye that is keeping you from seeing clearly. And I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about you. I think it's there, and I'd love to help you with it. And then with the utmost care and the utmost concern, and maybe you even like cup their cheek in your hand to hold yourself steady, you go as carefully as you possibly can, and you get it out. And it might hurt a little bit. It might, it might hurt a lot. You might kind of poke their eye in the process. But they know. They know that you're not trying to harm them. They know that you're trying to get the speck out, the speck which, which could become worse. It, it might hurt, but they know that you're doing it out of love. It's like the children's message, like when I was a kid and I would have to go to Dr. Dad because I had a splinter or I had a sliver as we called them. Because even the specks can become problems. And I would have to go to him, and I didn't like when he used the tweezers to get the little piece of whatever it was out of my hand. And I'm guessing that he didn't really like doing it either because he knew that it was painful for me, even though it was good for me in the long run. But he had to, do, he had to get it out. It was his duty. He loved me, so he, he couldn't let this little tiny speck grow into something worse. He couldn't let it get affected. Since I was his son, he had, he had to go in there and lovingly and carefully get it out. Because even the tiniest speck can be incredibly dangerous. And the same thing is true about our sins. Even the, even the tiniest one. The tiniest one can, can grow and it can infect our entire, our entire lives. And so, so if you struggle against your sins, if you're not a hypocrite, and if you're a Christian and the other person is a Christian, it's your duty. If you love that person, not with a stick or with a slap, but with the utmost gentleness, care, and concern, it is your duty to try and take out that speck from their eye. And that's exactly what our God has done for us. Even though he wouldn't have had to. It wasn't, it wasn't his duty. He can do whatever he wants. He's God. And yet he saw us, and he saw specks, and he saw planks. He saw all different types of sins. And he knew that whether it's a speck or a plank, that these sins, they hurt us. That ultimately these sins, they, they cause us to die, and they cause us to spend forever and ever away from him, which is the definition of hell, being outside of the presence of God. 
And God, he, he couldn't not come down and remove the speck from our eye. But how he did it is the most beautiful. Because he came down. Jesus, true God, came down and, and he never had a speck. He never had a beam. Nothing wrong with Jesus. And yet he allowed himself to be illegitimately judged as guilty by the people in Israel. He allowed himself to be judged worthy of death on a cross. But that's not even the worst part. He allowed himself to be judged guilty for all your sin and for all my sin. To be judged guilty by his own father, even though he never did anything wrong. And he did this. He was willing to be judged guilty so that you and I would be judged as innocent. So that our transgressions, the times we cross over the line, they would be forgiven. So that all our sins would be covered. And this is what we're going to say in just a couple minutes. We speak words like this almost every week in our proclamations of faith. We're going to say, that Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead. And that can be incredibly scary, except for the fact that we already know the outcome. Jesus allowed himself to be judged as guilty so that we would all be judged perfectly innocent. And everyone, everyone who struggles and acknowledges their sin everyone who trusts that Jesus really took all their guilt away, that's the status, like the stamp on your forehead, forever and ever and ever. It says not guilty, judged, not guilty, because Jesus allowed himself to be judged guilty in our place. So, <laughs> as people who have been judged innocent by God, should we judge? Well, if they're a Christian, if they're not a Christian, excuse me, no. Let God. If there's not a sin that you're acknowledging and they are a Christian, don't judge. Hypocrites don't judge anyone. But if they're a Christian and you're a Christian and there's no plank coming out of your eye, then if you love them, you must judge them. Let's pray about this. God, judgment is incredibly difficult. We don't like to be judged. I don't like to be judged. I don't, I don't like it at all. Even when people who I know love me point out my shortcomings, point out the sins, the things that I've done wrong, I don't like it. It hurts. And yet it's what I need. Give me, give everyone here strength to accept loving judgment from other Christians because just like we know that there's pain in, in getting out a splinter from your hand. There's pain in getting our sin out of us. And yet, we know that's what we need. Help us. Help us to receive judgment from others and then receive the forgiveness that follows. And as your forgiven children, give us the wisdom and the strength to navigate the, the very difficult waters of judgment in our everyday lives. Give us the wisdom of, of when and whom and, and how to judge and how not to judge. Because a tweezers used in the wrong way does incredibly more harm than good. 
Give us the peace of knowing that you have judged us innocent because your son Jesus was willing to be judged guilty. And give us the strength to use judgment in only the good ways, only the best ways, to love people and bring them closer and closer to you. In your name we pray, Heavenly Father. Amen.